Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation? Where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission. At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground. Cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Welcome into the latest episode of the Five Reasons Podcast. I'm Ethan Skolnick. Typically, I'm here with Chris Winningham. He's on vacation this week, so we've dipped into the Miami Heat beat well. Again, we had Giancarlo Navas on with us and Quentin Richardson. Check out that episode talking about Dwayne Wade. We just put that out this morning as I tape this, but today we've gone for ALF. You guys know uh, well from Heat Twitter and other places. You can find him at ALF954. It's ALF on Sydney. And we have a special guest with us today. Um, I've been Trying to get this done for a while because I know that Heat fans have really taken a liking him. And then I was at the game yesterday against Atlanta, and he's flying through the air, uh, doing airplane mode things. So I figured this was a good time to do this. We got Derek Jones Jr. with us. Derek, thanks for joining us today. Uh, thanks for having me. So you actually have to get on a flight. You can't just after what you did yesterday. Can't just like fly to Charlotte, like because I mean you were, <laughs> you were way over the rim yesterday. And before we kind of get into your bio. And, and some of the, the things that you had to go through to get to where you're at. Do you have a favorite in-game dunk? Is, is there one that you've had that, like, for you is above all the others? Uh, yeah, when I was younger, when I was, like, like 16, 17, on the AAU circuit, I had did a 360 between the legs on a fast break. And, but my team was already up, like, 30. So, it was like, it didn't. It counted, but it really didn't. <laughs> Mean anything, but that's that's one of my favorite. Wait, you, you did a three sixty between the legs in a game? Yeah, at sixteen years old. Yeah, wow. <laughs> so nonchalant about it too. I love it. It's like yeah, I could I couldn't do that in NBA Jam. So that's that's just not fair. <laughs> That's uh, that's ridiculous. Well, I love too when he says when I was younger, uh, <laughs> as, as as if you're not already uh, the youngest guy on the team right now, which is uh, you know pretty remarkable what you're doing. I want to go back with you a little bit um, to Pennsylvania, where you, where you grew up. When did you kind of know that you had this this talent, maybe that some other kids your age didn't have? When, when I turned eight, I mean, I'm not saying, I'm saying eight. I was. I mean, I was always a big kid, but I wasn't the biggest kid. But, I mean, I was skilled at the game. And I, at a young age, I, I knew how to play the game because I was watching my brother play since I was, like, four. So I, I knew how to play the game and everything. And then that's when I actually got introduced to, like, the NBA. And I was watching a lot of NBA games. And, I mean, I just fell in love with the game and with the love and the, the work that became. And once I started working, a lot harder than what I was when I was, I mean, eight years old. I mean, I always had my dad take me to the gym to go work out. 
everything, go home. Maybe some nights where I couldn't sleep and I, I asked my dad to take me out to the courts. I mean, for that reason, exactly, my dad had bought a court so we could put it in my backyard. So, I mean, nights like, it was times like three, four in the morning when I was like eight or nine. I couldn't sleep before school. Like, my dad just always had that court in the backyard. I turned the light on and I was out there just shooting. Okay, so you came up in Pennsylvania. You're doing 360 dunks at 16. Um, <laughs> obviously, you know, you, uh, you had a, a, a very good high school career. You get to UNLV. What about that experience? Uh, either did you like or do you have any regrets? Was there anything you would change about that? No, I wouldn't change anything about my experience in college. I mean, it didn't go ideal to how I wanted it to be, but that was no brain at a school for me. I love the school. I still do love the school. I mean, I, I'm I'm kind of sort of close with the head coach at there, Marvin Menzies. And, I mean, he's a cool dude, and he was actually going to be the coach if I would have went back to school. So, I mean, me and him building a relationship over the few years, and he he's been a cool dude to me. And, and I mean, he's he he's just always been that 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 guy that I know that I can talk to. Um, I mean, it's just the whole school. It was just a great place for me. I mean, the fans loved me. I just was a, I was an electrifying player in Las Vegas. So, I mean, the practice of Las Vegas. Huh? You're, you're a better show than the strip. Uh, so the decision you make then, so you're there for the one year and you make the decision to go pro. Did you, as you were going through the draft process, did you think you were going to get drafted by a team? Did you think a team would take a shot on you there? Or were you pretty much resigned to the fact that you were going to have to go to a camp and, and prove yourself at that point? Um, I mean, I, everybody thinks they're going to get drafted. And me personally, I thought I would, but I mean, I was, I was always open and, and then I wasn't, I wasn't naive to the fact that I, I didn't, I would have thought that I would have been undrafted, you know, so I just, I went out there to every pre-draft workout and, and worked my tail off and did whatever I possibly could to, to catch a scout's eye or to, to have them actually even put me on their radar, put me on their clipboard of names that they have. And, I mean, I, I did whatever it took. I mean, I, I was always in the gym early. I mean, I was always trying to be the last one out the gym. I mean, that's, that's how I am today. I mean, I'm always one of the first players in our gym, one of the last to leave. But, I mean, this is one of the teams that everybody on this team loves the game. And we all love being around each other. And that's, that's why I feel like we play so good together because I mean, so we out there just we playing like we all brothers and we've been playing with each other since we was in diapers for real. But when you're going through that process, so like you said, you're trying to catch a scout's eye. You only had sort of the one year to show them from UNLV. As you're competing against other guys, are you thinking to yourself, and you're doing some things that maybe they can't because athletically you, you know, you're more skilled than some of the other guys up there and you have a higher athleticism. Were you, yeah. start, were you starting to think to yourself, okay, I can play in the league. Like if I, if I get an opportunity, I mean, if this is the guys I'm playing against, I'm competing against, I can play at this level. Did you start to think that as you went through the process? Yeah, I mean, just being out there, just playing a game. I mean, I never, I never doubted my my ability to play at any level. I mean, I left college because I knew that I would be able to survive and I would be able to fight my way into the league, and like that's what I did. And I mean, I was, I was always going to be out there being that person that's going to outwork everybody. And I mean, I never, I never ever just thought that just players in the NBA are just too strong or. They they too big or too fast. 
I mean, I always adjusted to my my surroundings, and that's that's something that was that was easy for me. Well, talking about like your athleticism when compared to other guys, one of my favorite things is when I'm watching Heat highlights and I'm watching highlights after on NBA TV. You, whenever you do something crazy, you know, the guys on the panel, they all go nuts and they always say one thing. I can't believe the Suns let this guy go. So, and I, I don't know how that makes you feel, if it makes you feel good or it's there's regret there. What do you think happened with the Suns? Because when we watch you play, when people see you play, no one no one knows what happened there. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't really know what happened either. I mean, to be honest, it was... Honestly, it's it's just a business decision, and that's that's something that they they made in a business way. I, mean, I can't speak on behalf of of them on why they they waived me. I mean, I just know that I got waived from the Phoenix Suns. I mean, it wasn't it wasn't something that broke me. I mean, that's, it was honestly it's just another another stepping stone in my life. It's just now another milestone in my life. And, you know, they waved me. and They didn't do anything but make me work harder. The Derek, day did, they did it surprise you? I mean, did, did you do you think when you're looking at the numbers there that it might be coming? Because like Alf's saying, like, I mean, you're not a guy who was a fully formed product. I mean, you're not a 27, 28-year-old where they knew what they had. I mean, you're, you're somebody who obviously had upside and, and a place you could get to maybe beyond where you were right then. So did you see it coming or did it, did it take you by surprise? I didn't necessarily see it coming but I was kind of uh like kind of expecting it really I mean me and my agent we talked a lot and I mean he told me that the uh, trade deadline and all that was coming up and the 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 deadline from my contract when I was in Phoenix we come guaranteed was coming up and he didn't know what was going to happen he 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 assumed that I was going to be with the team and everything but I mean me and him just sitting down talking about everything and, and just weighing my options and I mean, just let me know what teams were actually interested in me if they do let me go and if I take if I clear the waiver. I mean, it's just, what were your initial conversations then because with the Heat? Because you, you said there were teams that you, you heard were interested. So here's Miami, a team that obviously, I mean, let's be honest, has had more structure, you know, to their organization over the past twenty years than maybe Phoenix has recently. And you find out that Pat Riley, Eric Spolster, that this organization is interested in you. What did that feel like for you? And what were those, like, take us through, if you can, a little bit of those initial conversations that you had with the Heat organization about what they maybe expected from you. Um, the conversation was good, really. I mean, I, when my agent told me that they had interest in me, I really didn't believe them. I mean, I believed them, but it was just like, it was just shocking to me because, I mean, that's, that's an NBA, this is the NBA culture. Uh, I mean, just having Coach Bolsha and, and, and Coach Riley around us like that. I mean, you just, you just, you just want to be great, and and they they're not going to allow any like they're not going to accept anything but greatness from you. So I mean, just just having them wanting me to be on this team, it just and I know that they expect me to come in here and, and work my tail off from day one. That's that's one thing that I did because when you're on this team, you everybody's working hard, so you don't want to be that that single person that out there that's not doing your work. I mean, you you working, but you being so casual about it, being so nonchalant about it. I mean, everybody here works hard. I mean, from the first player to the last player, from the first coach to the last coach, from the first person in the office to the last person in the office, I've never seen anybody in this organization that hasn't been working hard. I mean, everybody out here is just working hard, and we all, we 
we all feel like it's just like a whole family. Well, as a Heat fan, I can say that we are glad you're here. Um, and we, um, as, as a lot of the, a lot of the Heat fan base, we were really excited about the young core. And we have a hashtag, we call it the kids. And really, we, when we talk about the kids, <laughs> we're talking about Justice, uh, Jay Rich, Bam, and now we include you um, because we believe that you're part of the young core that's the future of this franchise. And seeing you guys on the court together is really exciting. Seeing you guys playing with Dwayne, it's super exciting. Um, What is your relationship with those other three guys? Do you guys see what's happening? Do you see something forming there? Are you as excited about it as we are? Yeah, we're very excited. I mean, just from the jumps that everyone took from last year. I mean, from last year, Jay Rich was one of, I mean, one of, he was a, he was our, he was our scorer, but like he's one of our main options and he accepted that role and he's out there doing what he has to do. Justice, I mean, we, we've asked Justice to play from the five at sometimes I heard when he was playing a five in the playoff at one point to playing a four to playing a three to the two to the one. So, I mean, we asked him justice. We asked him a lot of out of justice. And, I mean, he's doing nothing but leading the team and, I mean, doing his, his, his absolute best. And, I mean, that's, that's one thing that we all can act with him is just do his best out there. And, I mean, we know nobody's perfect. I mean, everybody's going to make mistakes. But, I mean, justice out there doing a great job. And he's doing a wonderful job just leading his team. And, I mean, Bam is, Bam is a freak athlete. Man, I never seen. Like I've been telling him for the longest since we knew each other as teenagers. I I I never seen anybody with his size, and his strength, to be able to move so quick and so agile, and, and being able to jump so high. I mean, I know I jump high, but it's like seeing him do that. It's just it's different to me. I mean, and me, my game. I mean, I I feel like I took another. I took my game to another level. Because last year, I really wasn't shooting the ball when I got my open shots. So I wasn't making shots. But now it's just my confidence is at another level. I mean, I just go out there and play the game like it's supposed to be played. That actually leads me to a follow-up question. Because one of the funniest, like, late, uh, it recently, you know, when the Heat have been out there, um, not recently, like over the last couple of years, there's been a lot of tough players. There's been a lot of veterans. When you and Bam are on the court, I say it all the time. Some we we go we go the Heat go to they're now the most athletic team on the court when you guys are out there. So between the two of you, who's the better athlete? <laughs> uh, you know what I mean. I'm not going. I would say that's a tough one, honestly. But I'm gonna give it to Bam. I mean, not a lot of people. Oh, wow. Would, <laughs> not a lot of people would do that, but I give it to Bam because I mean, like I said, the things that I've seen him do is just it's like it's like jaw dropping. But I mean, my dunk, like that's because I'm saying it's because my dunks to me aren't that spectacular anymore. Cause I was like, I've been doing it for since I was like 16, I mean 15, 16. So it's like, okay, I've been doing this for so long. I've seen every dunk that I've done, and I mean, I've seen dunks that I've done that nobody has done yet. So I mean, it's not even, it's not even like jaw dropping anymore for me. It's just like I already know what's gonna happen with me. But bam, out there, you never know. I mean, he'd go out there and and go sky for a block and, and block the ball with both hands off the top of the glass. Or yeah, sky for a put back and, and dunk on everybody or go get a lob and, and reverse it on somebody. And he's just he's just a freak athlete. And I don't I don't understand how. I'm still trying to figure that out. Get back to our episode. I want to introduce you to another great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network, and that is Berlitz Brower. This is the best place 
to learn a language in South Florida. I can speak to it personally. My daughter already fluent in English and Spanish. We decided to introduce her to Mandarin. She's not even five years old, and she's already out speaking Mandarin, knows all of the numbers up to 100, and she loves it. She loves to go back because the way that they work with her, the way that they teach her, and they also work with me as a parent with her schedule to make sure that it fits in with everything else she's doing. You can also learn languages as an adult, they teach many different languages there. Again, English, Spanish, Mandarin, Italian, German, right across the board. They teach virtually every language that you can possibly name. Here's the number that you call, 954-743-0077. That's 954-743-0077. Mention that Five Reasons sent you. They'll take care of you. Never too early to learn a new language. Well, it's funny. When he was drafted, uh, Pat compared him to Sean Kemp and I think people are starting to see that a little bit because there was you know there's definitely some similarities there in terms of what Kemp looked like early in his career before he got a little bigger as he went forward but in those first couple years but I want to ask you a couple questions off last night because uh, against Atlanta because like you say I mean this stuff is old hat to you but I was I'm sitting in the crowd last night and you had two in a row that the fans are going crazy about and then there were a couple of other things that happened in the game and afterwards I wanted to touch on you know, I thought it was interesting in the locker room after the game that Justice was being asked about the kids. And like Alf said earlier, it, it has seemed like everybody's kind of grouped together, you know, Bam and Josh, who's not as much a kid anymore. He's 25, but Bam and Josh and Justice. And Justice made sure yesterday when the media was talking to him to say, This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com, slash Miami Heat. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Make sure you include DJJ in that because he's part of us now. And when I hear you talk about BAM, I hear this sort of selflessness also. I mean, this, I mean, you guys, it's unusual, I think, in NBA locker rooms for guys to be so supportive of each other as coming up, uh, it, I guess that's got to be one of the better things that's happened with this team this year. Yeah, I mean, like you said, I mean, we are selfless. I mean, we want to, we want everybody to be great. So by any means necessary, I'm gonna do whatever I can to make sure that my teammate is great. So if my teammate's coming off a ball screen and I'm setting the screen, 
I'm gonna make sure that I set the best screen so that my teammate can get the ability to get downhill. And if you can get downhill, then that's gonna open up more for me because my man has to help on this screen. So if my man helps, then I get the ball, and somebody else may have to help. And if I kick it to somebody else, and that's making them be great by making that shot. So, I mean, we just, we all want each other to be great, and we all want to see each other succeed. So, and it's like, it's not it's not fake love. It's all genuine. I mean, I really love every guy on this team, like my brother. I mean, like, my mom ain't have him, but like I've been telling people, blood can't make us closer. I mean, I treat these guys like they're my brothers. I told them if, if they ever need anything in life, they already have my number. I'm only one phone call away from these guys. Last night on the other side of the court uh, was a guy who's exactly twice as old as you um, in Vince Carter, <laughs> which is crazy. I mean, you can fit two of your ages into his, and he's out there on the court. He's, he's become a different player. Obviously, he's more of a three-point shooter. He's fast as he used to. doesn't jump as high. But has Vince or any of the other sort of elite dunkers in the league ever said anything to you, ever praised kind of what you do? I mean, is there a dunkers club in the NBA that all of you guys are part of? Because it would seem to be a pretty small group. Uh, no, I don't think it's a dunkers club. I mean, fans might put one out there, but no, I don't think there's a dunkers club. But, I mean, things like you said to me, I mean, we just actually just actually just had conversations, really. I mean, I talked to him before the dunk contest and everything and told him if I actually made the dunk contest and I would actually just, like, talk to him about things that he thought about when he was in his younger days in the dunk contest and, and dunks that he actually thought of that never did. But, I mean, we just always had conversations about just, I mean, the basketball world. I mean, he, like, he knows that I'm not just a dunker and he, he, want, like, he told me just make sure that I, I I make that known because, mm. I mean, people always throw that label out there on an athletic player when they can dunk, but their shooting ability isn't that good as their dunking ability. They always just make them a dunker. But I know that's not my game. And, I mean, he has a little nickname for me. He keeps calling me Skywalker every time I see him. So I'm starting <laughs> to like that a little bit. You like that better than airplane mode? Nah, nah, nah. <laughs> well, I, and, and I know Alf's got some questions about the development of the rest of your game, and I want to get to that. But real quick, if you hadn't gotten hurt, you win the dunk contest, right? Like, I mean, easy, uh, right? You win the dunk contest. I mean, people have said that. I mean, but I mean, I'm not, I'm not the type to say, yeah, I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna win. But I mean, yeah, I'm gonna go out there. I would have went out there and did my best. I know my best would have probably one up a few players and I know I'd have been in the final round and once I get to that final round it's a no brainer that's all me. So you would have won. Right. Okay, that's what we yeah. thought. Because that's that's yeah. what we were that's what we were thinking when we were watching it and we were we were disappointed uh, that you didn't get a chance to do it. But I, I know Al's got some stuff sort of on your development in your game otherwise. Well Derek, yeah. like I know we talk about the dunks a lot because you know that's the exciting, that's the electrifying part like you said earlier. But what's most, most striking to me is two things. So I want to get your opinions on both of them. First, first of all, the offensive rebounding. Um, you have turned into – it just seems you're always around the ball, especially on the offensive glass. If you're not getting the rebound yourself, you're tipping it out. I mean, what, what is it about your game and your approach to it that allows you to be so effective on the offensive glass? Uh, I mean, people don't believe I can shoot, so they tag off a whole lot. And they help in the paint. So once they do that, that just gives me a, a, a head full of steam to get downhill to get to the rim when somebody shoots the ball. So, I mean, it's just, it's more so people not boxing out. I mean, that's 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 the that's the easiest thing to do. Somebody don't box you out and go get a tip dunk. 
go get offensive rebounds, go make an extra play. I mean, I, I want to be, I am, I've always been that player to make extra plays. I mean, even when I was in high school, I was a, I was the man on my team, and I was exhorting all energy on the offensive end and defensive end to grab every rebound that I possibly could. So, I mean, I just, I go out there just trying to grab every rebound. And, I mean, like I've been telling, I, I've told other people, not a lot of people know about this, but me and Bam, we actually have this little competition. It started in summer league this year that we, uh, it's whoever has the most offensive rebounds by the end of the season wins. So hopefully, I'm, 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 I'm winning right now. And <laughs> <laughs> I get these W for the season. Yeah, hold on. I, well, you, Alf, ask your next question. I'm looking it up. I want to see how far ahead you are right now so we can track this over the last 19 games, but go ahead. Also, we're going to need the stakes on that bet, all right? Even if we have to get them off air, we're going to get the stakes on that bet. Um, but but an, another thing that I think that surpri- has surprised a lot of us, it, does, it probably doesn't surprise you, is the level of your defense. Um, we've seen you on guys like Kevin Durant, LeBron James, um, and you've held your own. And I think that's been a surprising a pleasant surprise for a lot of Heat fans. We were, you know, when you see Derrick Jones Jr. highlights, when he's coming to your team, we just, we see the dunks and we see the flashiness, but we don't see, we didn't, you know, they don't get, they don't show a lot of defensive highlights. Do you feel like you've become a better defensive player since joining the Heat? And if so, who on, who on the coaching staff or maybe even on the roster have you worked with to develop that part of your game? Honestly, personally, I always play defense because where I'm from, I mean, I'm from Chester, PA, so... I go out there every day playing basketball around all the older players. And all the older players are some of the players that are, like, good basketball players, but they didn't get fortunate enough to make it to college or make it to the NBA for some reason. But going out there playing with them every day, it's just like if I go out there and I'm not playing defense, then somebody's going to get the best of me that day. And that's one thing that I never allowed when I was younger was for somebody to actually go out there and, and, and get the best of me and, and, and do whatever they wanted on the court against me. And that, that that just carried on with me throughout my whole life. Whenever I step on the court, if I'm on the, the best player or the not-so-best player, I don't care. I'm going to make sure in my power, whatever I can do, I'm going to stop you from scoring that basketball, stop you from making a play. And that's just the one thing that I focus on, just going out there, just not allowing my man to do whatever they want. Because, I mean, on defense, on championships, and I want to be one of them players to get one of them defensive stops in the key game to win us that championship. So that's one thing that I, I really focus on is my defense. I mean, I, if anything, I'd probably focus on that more than often. Can I give you the number here, um, where it is? You know where it is? Do you know how far ahead of BAM you are right now? Oh, I'm ahead of BAM? Yeah, yeah, you in total. Yeah, yeah. In, uh, it's one, one now, not per game, but we're not going to tell Bam that. So as long as he doesn't listen to the pod, we're fine. One thirty-five to one twenty-five. So you've got a ten, okay. you got a ten offensive rebound lead with nineteen games left. So I think you're just going to have to knock him over. Like if the two of you guys are going for the ball together, I mean, yeah, no, that's just y'all, y'all did. I'm pretty sure y'all didn't catch this in the beginning of the season. I forgot what game it was, but. Me and Bam both went up for a, a rebound. It wasn't offensive, it was defensive, but we both went up for a rebound. And I grabbed the rebound, and then he grabbed the rebound. And he wouldn't let go of the ball, so I had to push the ball all the way to the ground so that he wouldn't bend over to grab it. So, I just don't know. Right now, Bam still, Bam still, but he still rebounds from me. Okay, well, how, okay, so how much is at stake of this bet? Because if you guys are, are fighting each other to the floor, I mean, this is not... <laughs> 
this is not like five bucks or like a poker chip or something like that. There's something else. Yeah, going. No, we, we haven't made up the stakes, but we, we, we threw out a few ideas and, you know, one of the ideas is to some, whoever loses has to pay for dinner that night. Or, uh, I mean, when we go to, if we uh, actually get to go out to summer league just to watch our teammates play, then if I win, then he's definitely wearing some UNLV gear on that campus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in Las Vegas. Yeah, definitely. He's at yeah. Thomas and Mac. That's perfect. Yeah. He definitely. He definitely yeah. What is um? I want to ask you this because you, I mean, you played in Phoenix. I know you weren't there long, but it, it's interesting. One comp I heard for you last night. Uh, I was talking to a scout who was like, and I was asking, you know, what can Derek Jones Jr. be? And uh, he mentioned a player that that Heat fans know, and I think this would be a, I don't know, a pretty good comparison for you. Sean Marion, do you see any comparisons there? Is, is there a player in the NBA that you see any sort of that, that you think you might be like or former player in the NBA? No, not really. I mean, I, don't, I really don't try to, to like compare my games to other because, I mean, there's things that I do out there that are unique. And I mean, like I said, there's things that they did because they have the name that they have. They did things that are unique. And, I mean, I, I'm not trying to sit up there and, and and, and live up to nobody's shoes or fit anybody's shoes. I'm trying to fit my own and, and do whatever I, I can do to be the best Derek Jones Jr. that I can possibly be. And I just go out there every day and, and play the game that I play and just play it with confidence because my teammates instill that confidence into me. And I mean, I really don't, I don't like comparing my game to nobody, but I mean, if I was to tell y'all, or if I was to say my favorite player, it would probably be Penny Hardaway. Okay. That's a good one. Yeah, that's a very good one. I mean, that's a versatile player. I mean, he wasn't as above the rim as you, but um, but obviously he could do could do a lot of other things. So that's not a bad yeah. one. So speaking of being the best Derrick Jones Jr. you could be, um, what is one thing about your game that you're like, you know, you're the most focused on right now? I think you kind of talked about how you're not getting your, – your shot isn't being as respected as probably it should be when you look at the numbers. But what what aspect of your game are you working on the most right now? Everything, really. I mean, I don't have a part of my game that's perfect. And as long as I play this game of basketball, I don't think no part of my game will be perfect. I mean, I can get it as close as possible to perfect, but no one's perfect in this world. And I mean, you're going to have mistakes and, and things are going to happen. But, I mean, I, I really try to focus on every part of my every part of my game. Do you think, though, that, that the shooting – because Alf mentioned it. Like, from a percentage standpoint, uh, you've improved. Um, and, and so you would think teams would be respecting that more. I mean, do you think if you can get yourself to – I don't know, on a decent number of attempts, 35, 36, 37% consistently that it will unlock other things in your game for you where, you know, like you said, they, they can't play you quite the same way because they, they are going to be forced to respect it. Because I see a little of that with Justice now, right? Like first couple yeah. of years, there wasn't really respect for him, you know, as a shooter. And so, you know, it, at times it looked like the Heat were playing four on five because, you know, the guys were sagging into the lane. And now it's like Justice has no hitch in his shot. Like, he gets the ball, it's going up. <laughs> and and teams have to respect that. Do you think that'll change the equation for you as you become more of a knockdown three-point shooter going forward? I honestly feel like I'm a knockdown three-point shooter right now. Okay. And honestly, I really don't, I really don't care how the defense play me. I mean, they want to keep staying back, and that's more free threes for me. So I hope they do keep 
I hope they don't change the scouting report and they actually do keep sitting back there. That's more threes and that's less boxing out and that's more Quebec. And then you end up beating Bam in the competition for whatever the stakes are. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, uh, final thing for me, for you, I, everywhere I, when I see you, I, 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 you know, up at the scrimmage in, in FAU and then when it was kids night at the arena or kids day, uh, I see you there uh, with, with your, your young child. Um, what has that meant for you? Um, can he already fly like you can? Like, what what is what is sort of that experience of being a father been like for you? Oh, it's been great. I mean, that's my young, well, the one, the baby that you see with me all the time is my son. He's my youngest, actually. And, I mean, we, we just having him is been great for me. So, I mean, I, I love my son. I love both my kids. So this has been great. It's just been great because I mean, I'm a young kid and I have two kids, and it just made me grow up into a young man. And I have to look at the world different because now that I'm a father. I have to, I have to see the things that my children can actually go through, and it just made me just actually cherish every moment that I'm with my boys. And it's just, it's just a great feeling every day that I'm with them. As a father, man, I completely understand that. Like, I, I love to hear that kind of stuff. And as a Heat fan, one of the things that um, is, is, is this is going to be the last question because we got to ask everybody since it's the one last dance. Uh, it might be UD's last season. Um, what have you learned from those guys being in the locker room with Dwayne Wade, Udonis Haslam, about the NBA, about the Miami Heat franchise and culture, about being a champion? What is the most impactful thing you've gotten from them? Just their professionalism. I mean, they those are the two most professional players, teammates, or, or people that I've ever seen in my life. I mean, like, since I got here, I was always cool with UD. And when three came back, it's just been, I mean, every moment he's on the floor, I just sit there and I'm, I'm studying his game because, like, it's, it's so surreal to me from – sitting up here watching him and UD playing those championships that they played in together. It's just like I was just playing 2K with them, and I was just getting buckets against my brother with them. And now that I'm actually on the same team as them, it's just, it's just a surreal moment every time I step out on that floor. Who's the best guy in 2K on the team? Me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, but you're not the best guy in FIFA on the team, right? Can you give that to Josh? No. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't play another play FIFA in my life. Well, I mean, maybe if you played it, you'd be better than Josh. But yes, yeah, uh, so, listen. Tell Ethan to tell his co-host that soccer's for nerds. So <laughs> <laughs> that 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 might be it. Do you play with yourself in two K? Uh, when I when I use the heat, yeah, I do. I come off the bench, and sometimes I well, my highest scoring game on two K was when I played with myself. I had like thirty seven against my brother. Okay. So they and they were laying off you. They were letting you shoot that three, right? And you were knocking down the three. So that's. that's I was probably. actually driving past everybody, dunking on the whole team. <laughs> or that, or that. Either one works. <laughs> Either one works. All right. Well, we'll be tracking this. We appreciate you doing it. But now we're gonna have a daily tracker on our Twitter account for offensive rebounds for you and Bam the rest of the season. So. I figure if you get about 20, 25 more, it's yours. I don't think he's going to be able to catch you. So, uh, we, Derek, we appreciate you doing this. I know the fans have, have really taken to you this season. They want to see you here a long time, and, and hopefully we'll be able to talk to you again in the future. Right, thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Fire Ranger Podcast. Thank you so much.